Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up, while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Welcome back, coaches, for another episode of the Financial Coaches Podcast. So today, we are going to talk about motivation and how... Favorite topic. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> how to keep things moving forward, right? And I don't know about you, Maria, but... I feel pretty motivated to talk about this topic today. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, but what we really want to talk about is how do you move forward when you don't feel motivated to talk about this topic? Right? Yes, yes, yes. That is what we're going to be tapping into. So, yeah. So, you know, motivation for coaches, it is a regular dance, right? You're tangoing with this thing over and over and over. You're going back and forth between like taking the lead and being like, yep, I'm motivated. And then you, then you're like sitting back and you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. Right. So you're just playing that dance back and forth all the time. And, you know, sometimes it can happen very frequently, uh, like Mm -hmm. every day might be different. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it might be different to where, you know, it might be every week might be different or every month might be different. Right. So. But the, but the so key... would I would I sound crazy if I said sometimes it's four times a day that it's different? Yeah, no, mean, no. Am I, I mean, the only one who feels that way? Okay, right. Thank you. <laughs> it could totally be like that, but yeah, I mean, but but the key is is that when you are in those lows, just trying to get out of it and trying to get back to your prime, your primeness, you know, and, and when you're mm-hmm. when you're delivering uh, the best for your own practice and also for your clients, you know, that's very very important. So, you know, I think that. Um, Every coach experiences this, including ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for you, Maria, but I, I definitely experience this. Do you? No, no. I mean, my, my life is so perfect that, oh, it, okay. you know. Cool. No, so I'm Maria's going to take, Maria's going to talk about the entire call now. So, <laughs> No, of course not. Because, I mean, that's what, when I say four times a day, I'm not speaking of someone else. I'm speaking about myself. So absolutely. I mean, it, it can, so many times it's connected to the way I'm feeling, you know, there's the difference between internal mo- motivation versus external motivation. I mean, there are so many factors that absolutely it happens to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things that you do that help you get back to your prime? Oh, well, first of all, I have to identify what that prime is, and I'm not always sure I'm good at that. Uh, but I can tell you that <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. You mentioned that sometimes it's tough when you're in the pit. For mm-hmm. me, sometimes it's tough when I'm actually on top of the world. Really? And And the reason, yeah, because... I think it's because when we have that that binary approach, right, where it's like all or nothing, when I'm when I'm in the pits, that's going to look different than when I'm on top of the world. But I'll tell you, as a creatively minded individual who may or may not have undiagnosed ADHD, when I am hyper motivated, there are times when I can't reel it in enough to also be productive. And so that, that, that becomes an issue for me sometimes too. So what I would actually say my prime is probably somewhere in the middle of those two things where I'm motivated enough by whatever the circumstance is, whether it's external or internal to actually be productive and put forth some sort of product from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, 
Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because... So the answer to your question is it depends on where I'm at, whether it's hyper-motivated or like not motivated at all, that would determine what it is that I try to do to get back to where I was. So yeah. um, one, of, one of the tricks that I use, obviously, is to check my emotion. Like, is this something that is, is motivated because of the way that I'm feeling? Was there some sort of external factor that happened? You know, was there a circumstance that happened to me uh, that could be whether it was a client who said no, like we talked about in one of our recent episodes, or is it something that is is out of business purview at all like maybe a friend called and said something had happened with their family and now i'm it's you know i'm down and so it's harder to be like oh yes let's let's go and do this right uh, so i think checking my emotion is one thing and then i've always said you know getting back to why are we doing this in the first place to really try to get at the heart of that remind myself why 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 <laughs> am i why am I here? What's my purpose? Why am I doing this business? Why am I doing this particular activity? And so for me, that's one of the biggest things too. Yeah. Well, I want to double down on that with what you just said about, your, you know, why am I even doing this? You know, so if you had listened to the episode, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, we talked about finding your why, uh, both mm. for your business <laughs> yourself and also helping your clients find that and the importance of that. Um, that is so, so important. That's a massive, massive thing as to how to get on the other side of, of that low point, right? And, yeah. you know, we talked about it in that episode, but, you know, I'll bring it up again. There is that U-curve analogy of, 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 you know, what we go through throughout trying to accomplish our goals or build a business or, you know, pay off debt or lose weight, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. there's that you, you know, you start off very optimistic, you go down and you go into that low point, that bottom of the U, and then you get past it and you end up at the other, at the other end, um, at the top. And that's why finding your why and not only finding it, but then writing it down and working it into your life every single day is mm -hmm. extremely important because you don't know when these low points or these low motivational periods of your, of your life are going to hit, you know, it could be every day. It could be, you know, there could be a really bad one, like a really bad one every, right. every six months or so. And, you know, if you don't have that, that why established, it makes it very difficult to get out of it. So mm -hmm. I do want to double down on that. Um, I think that was episode two. If you want to go back and listen to that, uh, you know, that why is just so, so, so important. Yeah, and no, I'm glad that you brought up the actual episode uh, so that our listeners can go back. Uh, I will also say something that I know we didn't mention back then is that for me, at least, that why is actually sometimes evolving. So, you know, if I if I have something written down and I check that why and it's not enough to go, yeah, this really is worth it, it might, don't do it right now because you're not in a great spot, but it might be something that you go, I probably want to talk to a coach or to a mentor or to somebody who is just a trusted advisor to help me really start digging in and figure out what that why is. So just remember, uh, go back to episode two, you said it was, um, and, so. and kind of figure out how to get through that, how to figure that out. Um, but realize that just because you've determined your why doesn't mean it's like written in stone, you know, that it can be a living, breathing thing for you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So... I want to talk about that bottom of the U for a second. And I want to talk about 
how to get out of it. So basically, when you're feeling really unmotivated, mm-hmm. how do you how do you get too motivated? It's not hmm. it's not an easy road, you know. It's it's not an easy task, um, and it, I want to share that there was a post in our Facebook group community, uh, which on Facebook, it's New Money Habits Coaches, uh, free to join if you want to hop in there. Um, but there is a post in there about a coach that was struggling with low motivation. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she was sharing her story about, you know, why she was feeling unmotivated and all the things that she was trying to do, but it wasn't working and, you know, what it's making her feel like and all that kind of stuff. And I hopped in and I suggested doing this thing called uh, a power list. And the reason that I suggested it is because I personally do what's called a power list and I do one daily. And I feel like that is like the number one thing that really helps me focus on what's important and staying motivated and holding myself accountable to do it. Right. All right. Well, you need to tell us more about this power list then. It sounds powerful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So basically what it is, is there's, you make a list every single day and it's just five, five things. Uh, and not just it's, this is not a to-do list. I want to make sure that that's understood. This is not a to-do list. It's not take out the trash. You know, it's nothing like that. Right. These five Mm -hmm. things are intentionally thought, thought out and they are critical tasks. And what I mean by critical tasks are these are the things that you're going to do every day that is going to help push you forward in some way, right? So Mm -hmm. it could, it could be about the business. It could be about your health. It could be about your relationships. It could be about anything. But the point is, is that they are things that are critical tasks. This is not a to-do list, right? Okay. Um, Now I will say, for example, if you don't go to the gym at all and you know that you need to go to the gym, yeah, that would make it on your on your power list. However, if you go to the gym four or five days a week, don't put that on your power <laughs> list because that's something you already do, right? Yeah, if it's an already existing habit, it's not going to bring as much power. The, the power is already there, right? Correct. Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So every day you do this. And as you complete these tasks, you cross them off. And, you know, if you complete all of them by noon, cool, great job. You know, like this isn't something Mm -hmm. that has to last the entire day. It's just, this is what I want to accomplish today. Um, So as you, as you do these tasks, you cross them off and some days will be better. You know, some days you'll cross out all of them or even four of them, but then there will be some that you maybe don't cross off any, or maybe just Mm -hmm. one or two, right? But the key here is this, and this is so crucial. This is where it comes into play. The self-accountability and ownership of what you're doing or not doing with this power list. So if you do the majority of the tasks, so there's five of them, that would mean three, four, or five. If you do three or more, that would be be considered a win, right? So you won the day. If you do zero, one, or two, that would be a, a lose. So you lost the day. Okay. Now, I personally believe that owning your failures, quote unquote, is extremely important. And it, what I do after every single day, whether I win or I lose, is I look at that list and I write down a big old W and I circle mm-hmm. 
or I write down a big old L and I circle it. <laughs> and that is my way of like physically on paper owning it, no matter if it's mm-hmm. good or bad. Right. Okay. Yep. So with the purpose is to win the day, to not get focused mm-hmm. on it, like the big picture all the time. Cause we always do that. And we romanticize with the big picture all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. and it can actually hurt us, but just focusing mm-hmm. on the day and just winning that day. And then eventually if you do seven days in a row, it's a week. Mm-hmm. You won well, the week. Exactly. Well, what's the majority of a week? Four or more, right? So gotcha. mm-hmm. if you win four, you then won the week. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of a month is three or four, right? So if you win three or four weeks out of the month, you won the month. And then, you know, seven months out of the year, you won the year, right? Seven or more. And eventually what happens is, is you're, you're doing not a to-do list, but you're doing these critical tasks. Mm-hmm. that are pushing you forward and you're holding yourself accountable by owning those L's. And I can tell you by personal experience, those L's do not feel good and you want to get the W's. Right? Yeah. So let me ask you this, Cody, are you, when you get a W, is there a prize waiting for you in the sidelines or is it just the excitement of the W that gets you riled up? So, uh, there, there is no like real prize. It is, it is definitely like a self, like, Yes, I did that. Oh, mm-hmm. however, I do have this bell. Okay. For those of you who are listening and not watching, he's legitimately holding up a bell. And right. for those for those of you listening, <laughs> here you go. All right. So this is my this is my win the day bell, as well as my uh, convert the client bell. So every time every time I get a new client, I ring the bell, and then I walk out. Of my office, and I say, I say to my wife, I was like, "Did you hear my bell?" She goes, "I heard the bell." <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah, and you know, so I've been doing this for probably the last, oh, I don't know, four, four or five months, and I can tell you that since starting do since starting this, I've accomplished more, and I've moved forward more within the last four to five months than I have the last year combined. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's so that so your results actually become the prize in waiting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know that that can be easier said than done because you know someone might ask the question, well, where do you get the motivation to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, the motivation is whether you get that L or that W. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I have a couple of questions that are just specifics about the actual thing, but before I ask those questions. I would like to say, uh, have you ever heard of the compound effect, Cody? I don't believe so. Okay. So it's actually, it, it's actually a really cool concept. I think we can do a whole episode on it sometime. So I'm not going to go into it crazy right now, uh, but it's the idea that in the beginning of doing anything new, it takes a long time to actually get results from that. So just think about like an old fashioned well, you know, you have to pump and pump and pump and pump and pump and you're getting like no water every once in a while, you'll get this little dripple here and there. And then eventually you don't have to, you, when you do that one pump, like it's been compounding this whole time, it's been building up in there all of a sudden you actually get some whooshes of water right and you keep 
pumping and now the same effort that you put in right now as you did before is giving you way more results. And then the coolest thing about it is that when you move forward pretty soon, you don't have to actually continue to pump anymore. The water is coming and all you have to do is just do like a refresh pump every once in a while to keep it flowing. And so it gets to that spot where you're like, I don't even have to put any effort into it, not any, but as much effort and I'm still getting at least those same results, right? Yeah. And so it sounds like for me, I have to remember that when things are hard, you had asked, how do you get, how do you get motivated to do it in the first place? And that's one of the things to think about is that, you know, I'm not going to see the results right now, but there will come a time when I am not having to put as much of the effort into it and I'm going to get those results. So just having that, that memory. Um, the questions I wanted to ask you are when you list five, what did you call them? Power, power list. It's called the power list. Yes, but what did you call the five things? Uh, oh, uh, critical tasks. Critical tasks. Okay, so when you list those five critical tasks and you only do three of them, my mm -hmm. question to you is do the other two carry over to the next day and those become the first two critical tasks? Or do you start all over and write five new critical tasks? Uh, it depends on what you want to accomplish for the day. Uh, okay. you know, so sometimes they do. And other times they don't like, sometimes they were like very specific to that day, you know? Okay. Um, but mm -hmm. then, you know, other times if I don't do it and I'm like, well, I can at least do this tomorrow and I'll make sure like that's not like number one kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, then yeah, I can carry it over for sure. Okay. And this is just a curiosity. Do you tend to go in order with them? Cause, and I only ask, cause you mentioned, I'll put this as number one. Do you tend to complete them in order? I do not. Nope. Okay. Uh, it's just a matter of like, you know, I, I put them in order of importance, which you don't, okay. you don't have to do that. That's just something that I do. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, as far as completing them, no, there's, there's not, because like I said, it's not a to-do list. It's just like a, Hey, like right. these are the five things I need to get done today before I go to bed. Okay. So. And for the purpose for, for our listeners, if you could tell us like, as a financial coach, because that's who listen, who's listening to this right now, if you were going to put a critical task down, maybe even two critical tasks that are specific to your financial coaching business, what would a couple of examples of those be? Yeah. So um, in the past, uh, what I have done is, you know, so even starting this podcast was was part of my critical was part of my power list. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks back because it was, so it was a new thing. So, you know, getting things up and running for the podcast mm. was, it was an example of that. Um, another example was uh, I wrote, I wrote an ebook a couple months back as well. And that was a prime example of that. And, you know, writing an ebook that, that comes in steps, right? Just like this podcast. Right. So, yep. you know, I, I was like, today I want to make sure I get this thing done for my ebook so that the next mm -hmm. day I can get this done, but I can't do number two before I do number one. Right. Right. So yep. that would be an example too. Um, or, you know, an example might be, Hey, like I am going to pick up the phone and call these people that I've been pushing off for weeks to call. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. going to do it today. Right. So that might be yep. another example too. Cool. No, I'm, and I, I love those examples. Um, I love how you gave two different kinds. One of them is just a, this is a specific thing, like the calls, making five calls that day. Mm -hmm. This is a specific task that I have been putting off for whatever psychological reasons going on in my head. We're doing those somersaults again. I'm putting that off. And so today that's a critical task that stands alone. 
Whereas the other examples that you gave are much bigger projects. And I was actually going to ask you, do you put down on the critical task, start an ebook, or do you actually break down the actual tasks? And it sounds like you do the latter of those. So I'm really glad that you mm -hmm. brought that up um, because I think, I think when we are generalizing things, sometimes that's what gets us stuck. As we say, our critical task for the day is start a podcast or write an ebook. And if you just use the words write an ebook, that is so overwhelming yeah. that that task itself will absolutely get pushed on to the next day and the next day and the next day. And it's because you didn't break it down into an actual bite-sized piece that you could actually tackle that day. So thank you for bringing that up. And so just for the, again, for the benefit of our listeners, if you were to write an ebook, what might be just your first, let's say two critical tasks that you wanted to tackle? For writing an ebook? Yep. Yeah. This is just obviously an example for them, but I want them to really understand how this process works. Yeah. Uh, I would say maybe the first one is just get an outline, you know, like what are, okay. what's the thing that you want to talk about in this ebook and, you know, get an outline for the ebook that might, and mm -hmm. that, that might be a, a lot of work for someone, but, yeah, absolutely. but, it's, but it's very specific, you know, so correct. Go ahead and get it done. You know, that, so that might, mm -hmm. that might make the list. Um, but I, I do want to move forward here because I actually, I want to double down on something that you talked about. You, you called it the compounding effect. Is that the compound effect? Mm -hmm. Compound effect. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it might be Darren Hardy who wrote the book. Okay. I did not look it up. So I hope that that's who it is. Okay. So one of the things that stuck out to me when you said that was, you know, you start something hard and you're doing all the same effort you're you know putting in the same work and then eventually it gets easier even though you're still doing mm -hmm. the same work right mm -hmm. um i want to share a personal story a personal experience that i'm going through right now and i, I think it, I, I think it really applies and uh you know i also think that it really applies toward coaching as well so okay i'm currently going through a mental toughness and physical uh, fitness program, and it's called 75 Hard. Now, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that, but it's a pretty intense program, so let me outline it for you, okay? <laughs> On top of having a life and having a family and running a business, I also have to do these things for 75 days straight, no compromises, no deviations. You have to do it exactly, okay? First and foremost, you have to follow a diet with no cheat days and no cheat meals. And the diet can be whatever is, is good for you. You know, you choose the diet. It's whatever's going to suit you for your goals. Um, me, for me, one of the things that I'm not doing is I'm not eating sweets. Um, so, for example, if I have one chocolate chip for throughout any of the days of the 75 days, if it's day 67 and I have one chocolate chip, I have to start over at day one. Oh, <laughs> okay. 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 That's that's one part of it. <laughs> Another part of it is no alcohol for seventy five days. So one sip of like, oh, let me just taste it. Start over at day one. Another part of it is that you have to do not one, but you have to do two forty five minute workouts every single day. They cannot be back to back. They have to be separate, and one of them has to be outdoors. And with it being outdoors, it doesn't matter if it's 99 degrees. It doesn't matter if it's thunderstorming. It doesn't matter. You get the workout 
in. And if you do it for 44 minutes, you start over on day one. You also have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book, uh, whether it be business related, um, you know, a biography, self-help, whatever it might be, 10 pages every day for 75 days. If you read nine pages, you start over on day one. You also wow. have to drink a gallon of water every single day. If you drink one ounce less than a gallon of water, you have to start over on day one. And last but not least, you have to take a progress photo every single day. If you forget to take a photo one day, you have to start over on day one. Okay. And why do they call this 75 hard? Well, it's not <laughs> super it's, simple. That's Seems right. super easy to me, Cody. That's right. It is not called 75 wow. easy, right? Jeez. So, so, you know, I'm doing this for several reasons. One, I, I'm always looking for ways to be mentally tougher, right? Because mm -hmm. I think that the mind is, is just the most powerful thing that we have as humans. And, you know, at the same time, I could also be in better shape too. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing that. For, for both reasons, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but something that I have realized throughout this process, and I'm, I'm still pretty early in the, pro in the program, you know, I'm on day 12, so I've definitely been putting the work in, let me tell you, day one and two were tough, okay? Uh, but that's what I wanna talk about. Looking back at day one and two, even just day one, as compared to day mm -hmm. 12, things are getting easier, even with just that. Right. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I hit that day 75 and I'm in this good rhythm. I've been doing it. It's now a habit. Everything's flowing. I'm doing all the same things. I'm still putting in the same effort, mm -hmm. but it's easier. Right. Mm -hmm. Someone might look at someone on the outside and say, wow, you did all 75 days. Like you must be so much tougher now. I want to say that even just going through the, the 12 days, I think and I believe very strongly that you are actually the most tough when you are on day one. Mm. You're the most Tell tough. Us about that. Yes, you're, you're the most tough when you start something new. So focusing on this program, okay? My outside workouts, I do a bike ride. And, you know, it's usually like a, it's usually like a seven ish mile bike ride. It, it you know, it goes back and forth. Um, mm -hmm. but I can tell you the first day was rough. It mm. was, it was rough. Like I was breathing heavy. I was sweating hard. I had to take breaks. It was rough. Right. And looking back at that to, for me to put myself through that at my heaviest weight that I've ever been mm -hmm. starting a new mental toughness program, trying to balance mm -hmm. it with my existing lifestyle mm -hmm. and introducing it into that, that was a lot. And just getting started, like that takes a lot of strength to just get started. And I mean, yeah. imagine, imagine you go through that. Let's say, let's say that someone goes through this program, they lose 50 pounds. Okay. Let's just say mm -hmm. that seven mile bike ride in 45 minutes with 50 pounds less on you, I guarantee you it's gonna be more like, an, uh, like a nine mile bike ride. Right, yep. And it, you know, 
imagine that you lost that 50 pounds and you're doing a nine mile bike ride. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to go out for my nine mile bike ride, but this time I'm going to weigh, I'm, I'm going to put on a 50 pound vest. I'm going to strap that on mm -hmm. me because mm -hmm. that's what I used to weigh. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that you will hop on that bike and you will be like, holy oh. crap, this <laughs> is right. hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's the whole point is like when you first start, that is when you are the most tough. And you just, you just, you continue to get tough throughout the entire thing. But you have to understand when you first start, that is the toughest thing that a person can do. And that's, and the fact that you do it, that means that mm -hmm. you are, by definition, tough. You are tough, mm -hmm. tough, tough, right? And I think yeah. that this applies to coaching because when someone feels unmotivated, that's the toughest part. Mm -hmm. You know, once you are motivated, it's easy. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand yep. that you are you are a hard, you're a badass. I mean, like, re I mean, realistically, <laughs> you're a badass. When you're, when you're in that low point and you decide, you make the decision, I'm going to do this. You are a badass every single time. Yeah. You are tough and you power through it and you get to the top of the U. You get out from the bottom of the U and you get to that top of the U. And the way you do that is from motivation. That's where it starts. And then the motivation turns into discipline. And then the discipline turns into execution and the execution turns into results. And that's Very the natural, cool. that's the natural, uh, the natural path of how this works. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think, um, sorry for the dog in the background, just got a package. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think that um, one of the things that popped into my head while you were talking, Cody, is again, the U curve. And I was thinking, you know, for the person who says, well, but I did start, right? Like I starting and you say that that's the hardest part. And I, I was so excited and I was ready to get out there and I was ready to start. And I'm, I'm thinking about the brand new coach right now. And by the way, this was me all those years ago when I first started, there's this, it, it appears to be motivation, but it's really just almost like disillusionment. And that's why I want to bring this up because I think a lot of times when we we're, we hit the ground running, we're like, we're going to do this. And it's because we don't really know what the reality is of what we're supposed to be doing. We don't recognize how much work it's going to be to get started. And so we, we, we go out there with this emotion, not motivation, even though I mentioned earlier, that they are oftentimes connected. When we have the, the, when we're in the pit, it's oftentimes because we recognize the reality of things. And so I just want to say that I'm going to double down on you saying, yes, you are absolutely a badass. If you are in that pit and you're starting there, like you're recognizing, hey, I, I'm going to move forward regardless of how hard this is. That is where we're talking about real motivation, not just fluffy in the clouds. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to hang my shingle. People are going to know and they're just going to flock to me. It's not that's not real. Right. And so I just wanted to bring that up because I think I know as I was listening, if I, if I didn't understand your whole story, it would feel like just getting excited enough to start is, is the, is enough. And it's not like we, when, when you are, it's when reality hits you and you're like, okay, now, even though it's hard, even though I know the reality of this, I want to start, I want to continue. Now we're talking, right? Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, Absolutely. I just can't even imagine. For anyone who's listening, by the way, I let I let Cody talk through that whole thing without really saying anything. But if you could see my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the things that you are doing are absolutely incredible, and I I would be lying if I said I was willing to take such a leap right now uh, and, and do something that hard. So, serious yeah. kudos to you. Well, thank you. And you are a real badass. Uh, well, <laughs> <thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. I'm, I'm working on it. But what I what I hey, will your twelve days worth of badass. If that's right. Concerned. That's right. <laughs> what, what I will say about that program, though, um, and mind you, I'm also. In the heat of 75 hard, I'm also going into my own coaching program as well. So I'm, I'm hiring a coach too. So, you know, I'm mm-hmm. stacked that on top too. But with doing 75 hard along with running a business and having a family, I, I can honestly say that even though that's a lot, it's a lot to, on your plate, it's a lot to do and, mm-hmm. and it's exhausting. It actually makes me feel much more intentional and more primed and ready to go for the other areas of my life too. Even sitting, yeah. even like sitting down for dinner, you know, like before I, I would have work on my mind or, you know, something like that. I wasn't like really present, but now mm-hmm. I'm like really appreciating my time. And it, even just having that dinner, like, I'm like, yes, I'm having dinner with my family. I love this that. is that time. So yeah, yeah. You know, look it up. If any of your, if anyone's interested, you know, just, uh, You've got a built-in accountability partner, I would say. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> you, you, Cody, Cody's your accountability partner for yep. that. But yep. no, seriously, I'm really glad that you shared all of that story because it's, I think it's something that people can hear, they can relate to, and they can, it's, since it's not money coach related, it's like, it's easier sometimes to relate to, and then you're able to kind of parallel those together. So yeah. very cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you guys want to have conversations like that, um, like I said, the, the powerless conversation uh, that we talked about today came from our Facebook group. Uh, so the, yeah. the Facebook group is called New Money Habits Coaches. It's on Facebook. It's it's free to join. So hop in there. We can definitely, you know, um, connect and, you know, answer any questions, help support you, help you grow. It's a great it's a great community. So hop in there. Um, as well as, you know, if you guys enjoyed the show, make sure that you subscribe. It's totally free. Leave us a rating if you feel uh, so inclined to. And, and even if you really liked it and you have some other coaches that you'd like to share this with, or if you just like the message and you, and you want to share this to, with a friend or a loved one, uh, just, you know, feel, feel free to share the show. That's also free, and it really, really helps us as well. Um, and last but not least... If you have any questions that you've been curious about coaching, whether it be the business side, the mental side, or with with the uh, the clients itself, feel free to submit those to us via email. You can send that to podcast at newmoneyhabits.com, and we'll be happy to look at that, and who knows, we might even feature it on the show. That would be fun. Thank you so much, Cody. No problem. Thanks all for listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.